I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, here we are. Welcome to the next podcast for QCP. I'm kind of a doozy, as you probably have seen from the title here. The, this whole issue with the capital riots okay capital riots capital protests whatever you call them we're going to kind of dissect them as much as possible here this is about maybe two hours of research here kind of dove a little bit deeper and we're also kind of gonna this is the very first you know season of uh qcp we're gonna outline sort of the format and structure of these episodes we have the structure of the episodes a segment of the show per topic so we have per topic we're going to have a sort of section but not for the later topics the topics for today's discussion are the capitol hill not capitol hill that was in washington capitol riots um over in washington dc and we're also going to be talking about congress is the biggest one congress is the biggest one that's where we're going to have most of our discussion um and my general anger at congress but without further ado we have our first topic the storming of the Capitol, okay? This was the culmination of about an hour, an hour and a half of research into what exactly was going on. There seems to be a lot of conflation and general confusion as to what exactly the cause was. And it's very clear to me that we are going to reveal that Trump has pretty much limited liability as reckless as it was it was pretty pretty tame and we'll have direct quotes and we'll also have a little soundbite from cnn cnn.com so starting with what we know protesters sporting american flags and maga hats which was seen on the cnn video stormed through security at the capitol building in washington dc that was from the new york times video pardon me trump quoted we're going to walk down to the Capitol and we are going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them because you'll never take back our country with weakness. That was a direct quote from the video shown by CNN.com. Trump did not call for riots in, his, in the speech being given. Uh, definitely was not any sort of speech that demanded violence. As a result of these uh, events... As a result of these events, Trump is facing a second impeachment. House Democrats plan to vote Wednesday to impeach Trump on January 13th. Trump's social media has been suspended and or completely shut down. Trump quoted as saying on his social media, I know your pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect the great people in law and order. We don't want anyone hurt. U.S. Capitol Police and ample, had ample warnings of pro-Trump demonstrations in Washington, D.C. Go ahead and play those clips there. We need to show you the clip for... This is a CNN broadcast on CNN.com. Uh, a 2-minute and 54-minute and clip. Uh, we will not watch the entire thing. 
But here is the audio. The terror in the nation's capital today. A curfew is in effect as we speak in Washington. Uh, you wouldn't know it, though, if you just looked at the live pictures. You still have uh, pro-Trump groups and mobs in the streets uh, standoff with police. Uh, we are also learning that today's insurrection has turned deadly. A woman was pronounced dead at a hospital after apparently being shot on Capitol grounds amidst this. And at this hour, uh, we can now confirm the entire D.C. National Guard has been activated, and they're going to be joined by the Virginia State Police and Maryland Troopers, as well as up to 500 members of the National Guard of the state of Maryland. The images that we all saw today in front of our eyes were unbelievable. It's not something anybody ever expected to see in the United States. Anarchists breaking the glass of the United States Capitol, breaking in, then entering. It is the first time the first time that the U.S. Capitol has been breached since the British attacked and burned the building in August of 14 during the War of 1812. And then inside an armed standoff. This image I, I found breathtaking when I, I saw it on the door of the floor of the house. This image in the United States, guns drawn, pointed at the door of the people's house. And a protester on the Senate floor were just hours earlier. Vice President Mike Pence was sitting while the Senate was in the midst of. So that's just describing what exactly was going on. We're going to skip to the point where Trump speaks. The United States, Donald J. Trump, who rallied that crowd earlier today. We're going to walk down to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them. Because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. And they listened to their leader. They marched on the Capitol. They stormed it. They broke in. And the president is even now defending the mob attack, saying, and I quote him, these are things that happen. And that is the end of the quote there. Now, we're switching gears now into the part of the topic. Uh, this is regarding uh, opinion and analysis, analysis of the above facts. Okay, now this has been pondering. This, I've been pondering this for quite some time as I'm researching all these different topics. And I'm, I'm looking at, I'm hearing what Trump has said. I've heard what Trump has said, and you, you have just heard it as well. It's very clear then it says we're going to walk down to the Capitol and we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to cheer, be cheering so much for some of them because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength, okay? Now, the very first sentence, we are going, we're going to walk down to the Capitol and we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congress, congressmen and women. Where... In that sentence, is it inciting violence or a riot? Okay, I think that this is a prime example of escalation. It, it, the storming of the Capitol was a result of the escalation of a proposed peaceful event. Okay, nowhere in that sentence, which CNN showed themselves, okay, depending on who you follow most for your news, this is CNN Politics, CNN.com. This video is available. For your viewing, it is very evident and just plain out there in the open. I don't know if anyone else 
was saying this. I would, if I heard this, no matter where, where does that sound like it's inciting violence? And I'm mostly, I'm not looking at CNN. I'm I'm looking at the people who did this. It was a very large and brash decision on the people who chose to storm the Capitol. Trump did not condone this. Uh, He was directly quoted... He was directly quoted uh, shortly after, shortly before, actually, his social media accounts got either suspended or blocked. Uh, That is pretty much totaling all of the social media platforms across the board. But here he is saying what needs to happen to the, uh, or saying what needs to happen during the protests. I know your pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election, but we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. So that was Donald Trump sending a message to the rioters or protesters, whichever you want to call them. And this is my next point. Uh, There is a very large amount of hypocrisy when regarding something as a protest or a riot. Uh, The only things damaged in this scenario were government buildings. There were no private businesses or homes. It was purely government property. Now, this does not make it better by any means. Um, it it is a stark contrast. There was still destruction in both scenarios in the previous protests earlier last year. Um, the only difference was the focus was the focus of the destruction and violence. The focus of this destruction and violence was the Capitol building, while many businesses, private businesses, now the government is going to be able to fix this and afford this just fine. What's not going to be able to... What what was damaged, millions of dollars in damages that was caused by BLM, you know, protests, uh, will... Millions of dollars will have to be covered by the private business owners. That's... It's... it's My biggest takeaway and difference from this is... Who exactly is going to have to recover from this? And in this case, it's the government. Someone who is directly responsible for the things in this country. It's, it's, they, there's no excuse. Congress is, in my opinion, the failing point of this system. Um, and we'll be talking about this here shortly. So, this next topic, and this, this podcast kind of was going to 
be short from the beginning. Be talking about Congress. This will probably be the largest segment. Uh, Congress has to be the most aggravating part of politics, in my opinion. It has to be the most aggravating part. You have the House of Representatives, and then you have the Senate. Okay, those are the two, I guess, groups or departments uh, that create the legislative branch, and then those two parts are also regarded as the Co- United States Congress. Both of them are equally at fault. Um, they're just blatantly failures, uh, in my opinion. <sighs> my biggest gripe is career Congress people. From my understanding, the original idea of Congress from the founding fathers was they would not get any compensation because typically the people in, in government would already be well-to-do. Um, but these people are well-to-do because of government, and I think that's the worst kind of way. I think that's the worst kind of way to get your, your quote-unquote American dream they have such blatant and obvious little care for the citizens of America. They they show very little regard. I fe- I sense such such limited sympathy with the thousands and thousands and thousands of small businesses that are going under. It's it's incredible. And we all get six hundred dollars for our for our concern for our our struggles is what we get. That's what it's worth. It's rough. It's roughly around six hundred dollars. And it took them, you know, months to figure that out. It took them a long time. Now there was a point in time where Congress was proposed uh, time limits or term limits. Nineteen ninety four. By the way, during that time, Nancy Pelosi was still in office um, in Congress. A Republican platform included legislation to limit congressional terms. It won the majority. Republican congressmen brought a constitutional amendment to the House that proposed limited members of the Senate. Defeated in Congress and overridden by the Supreme Court, the federal term limit movement was brought to a halt. In 2007, Larry J. Sabato argued that the success and popularity of term limits at the state level suggests that they should be adopted at the federal level as well. He specifically put forth the idea of a congressional term limit. And it failed. It failed. It was shot down so quickly because you had the people that it was affecting voting for it i'm not sure how 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 complicated that is to think of that if you go to a group of people and ask them hey so do you want to limit your career to say like 12 years which is what the actual numbers would be it would be a total of 12 years for both the house of representatives and the senate and of course they're going to say no because they're getting a hundred thousand dollars a year they're getting $100,000 a year. They're not, they don't want to give that up. They don't want to give that up. Of course not. Why would they? It's, it's ridiculous. And if we go into the compensation that Congress gets, it gets even worse. It's, it's, it blows my mind. 
So centers and reps make an annual salary of $174,000. Okay, those in leadership positions make a little bit more. Uh, for example, Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, gets around $223,000. Um, and majority and, minor- majority and minority leaders get around $193,400. Uh, of course, this article that is from kind of can't help but, you know, give them credit, I guess, because it may seem high. However, it's due to the rent and mortgage of Virginia. Okay. What is something that has been done for the longest time? Military members get BAH, basic allowance for housing, and that is completely dependent on the area in which you live. Uh, it seems to work pretty good. Um, you know, keeps people living where they should be. Uh, I mean, I mean that as in keeping them in a price range. Um, I can't say that that's a very good excuse because it's not. It's not. Members also get allowances to pay their staff and cover office and travel expenses. Center's average is around $3.3 million dollars while representatives are 900,000. Why there's such a huge, uh, you know, giant difference there? Uh, I imagine just the sheer amount of people that senators apparently need to do their job. Uh, Interestingly enough, the representatives only get 900,000. They're actually able to deduct about $3,000 a year for the living expenses they accrue while they are away from their home states. is that like including other properties that these people probably own because they're so wealthy? I don't know. Um, the pensions also. I'm providing all the statistics and statistic. I am providing all the statistics and stuff right now, so we can kind of better talk here. Uh, Congress retirement benefits. The House House Speaker John Boner. House Speaker John. Bonner, Boner, whatever you want to call it, retired and received $86,000 annually, um, but that is entirely dependent on their plan, age, and how long they served. Okay, Now, I couldn't find much of anything about their children getting any sort of college benefits or anything like that, which is good, because they don't deserve it. Congressmen and women should have to do what everyone else has to do in the United States. Um, the longest term of a congressperson was in 59 years and 21 days by D- John Dingle. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. Of Michigan. He retired. He would have accrued roughly $8 million. Uh, and the average American makes about $55,000 a year. And it would take them 145 years to make around the same figure. Okay. Now I'm sure by my tone of voice, you can sort of tell how frustrating that is. You have people that put on the whole pony show saying that we care, we care so much about you, we care so much about you, but one person says no to $2,000 and everyone just says, oh, well, that's it. Sorry, we tried. Why? Why? There's no motivation for congressmen and congresswomen to make America better for the lower middle classes. There's none. Because they know when they get out, they'll be set for the rest of their lives. So why, what incentive is there for them to make things better? There's none. Not a damn, not a damn thing, right? I propose, I would love to propose the 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 actual impl- implementation of term limits i think 12 years is okay i think 12 years is fine the minimum age to be a congressperson is about 25 years by the way 25 years of age now i think a 12 year term limit should be plenty for you to enact your vision or try to make the country better. And the idea is that you become a congressperson, you do your time, and you leave. You go. No pension. None of that. It's 12 years. The idea, of course, now we're going to get into, you know, well, who on earth would want to do that? People who actually care about the country and want to see change. That's who. That's who will do it. People who want to see change for the better, for the lower middle classes, will join Congress, if that's the case. By the way, the annual salary for my new proposed Congress would be the average salary of an average American. That is who, right? That is who would be... That's what what their salary would be. It would be the average currently, uh, let's just... Have a quick check here. Average American salary for 2020. And that comes to... Actually, it's apparently it's not... That information is not very ready. Um, so according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the median wage for workers in the United States in the first quarter of 2020 was $49,764 per year. So in 2021, their average wage would, or their salary would be around $49,000. I find that to be 100% reasonable. And any, any evidence of lobbying or collecting bribes in any form, you know, would be punishable by you 
just relinquishing your office. It's it's far too easy. It's far too easy. So it's either A, you do things appropriately and right, or you just lose your seat. I think that's reasonable. Because the incentive would be that we're not going to allow anyone to incentivize them into turning a law or passing a bill or saying yay or nay to a bill in any kind of kind of way. But no. We have people who have been in Congress since before I was born, which is around 21 years. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. And they have no motivation to change America at all. It's evident. It's evident. It's 100% evident from their lack of care. It was so hard to get $600. We had someone in our ring pushing for 2000 Most of the people supported that, but one person apparently, one person that we really hear about, mind you, I'm sure there was others. If it was just him, then that's even more ridiculous as to why it failed. So if I'm sure there's more then. I hope there's more. I didn't actually look at the numbers about the vote, but, you know, they just throw up their hands. Oh, well, sorry, guys. We won't try again. Here's your 600. That should hold you over for another year, right? Year and a half. You should be fine. And the, the as I stated in the last podcast, the response and support, or lack thereof, of small businesses as governors across the United States watch them crumble is just ridiculous. It's horrible. It's awful. And I think the small businesses have every right to stay open if they wish. People should be able to work there, assuming that risk, if they wish. I feel ultimately, kind of going off on a tangent here, that coronavirus is something that's here to stay. I think that it's going to be the next flu or something that is like the flu or next to the flu. So we're going to have a the coronavirus every year to worry about, and we're also going to have the flu to worry about every year. And with the new vaccines, it's you're probably going to have to go get a coronavirus vaccine every year. I think that's going to be the case. All the projections show that cases are starting to diminish and go down. I don't have exact numbers, but from what I've been hearing on the news radio, that cases are are starting to decrease in their uh, expulsion, I guess, or their their revealing. So things seem to be slowing down. But that is what's happening in our current world right now. We have a government right now, Congress, who is all too fixated on trying to impeach Trump come Wednesday, this 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 year, that would be the 13th, I believe, 13th of January, 2021, they're trying to impeach him about, what, 10 days before he just leaves office anyway? I mean, he didn't do anything, in my opinion. This is opinion. I don't think it's reasonable at all to look at what he said and turn that into him inciting violence upon the Capitol. No, he very clearly said 
We're going to walk. We're going to march to the Capitol, and we're going to cheer on the congressmen and congresswomen. That is exactly what he said, verbatim. It was played on the podcast here. I gave you the source so you can see it for yourself. But we have mass hysteria going on. People ranting and raving, saying that he tried to instigate a coup. Well, it's not a very effective coup if you release a video telling people to go home peacefully. I'm sure I'm sure that's how the French coups went, right? They just, you know, oh, you know, they go to the Oh, it took the we took Versailles. Oh, now you now you, go home. Go home. It is done. No. That wasn't a coup. And it's it's kind of aggravating it to listen to people say that it was a coup when it wasn't. It very clearly wasn't. It was a bunch of people who just went wild and escalated a situation. What was told to be a peaceful protest ended up not being, right? And that's what happened. And what I imagine, as an opinion, what Trump imagined was a a sensible thing to say, let's go march to the Capitol and cheer on our congressmen and congresswomen was completely reasonable in his mind. However, with people and my current understanding of the public is don't. Don't do that. Because people are obviously dumb. People are obviously dumb and they can't handle simple things because it gets blown way out of proportion to the point where now you have to fix a couple windows in the Capitol building and maybe a couple doors. Meanwhile, people in Seattle, when they took an entire, an entire block of Seattle, were just fine. It's okay. It's okay. No, 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 it's fine. That's fine. Talking about subverting a government, making it a true anarchy zone. Yeah, that's anarchy. And just as that CNN reporter said, you know, these anarchists. Like, no, you want to see anarchists? Uh, They were in Seattle. Yeah, they took over an entire block of Seattle. To which the governor just let them like, yeah, it's okay. You can have it. It's fine. I don't want it. And what, what happened? What happened? They ran out of food in a couple of days. And that was it. Like, these situations don't compare at all. At all. Nothing. They don't compare. It was a protest that turned into a riot, which had the massive headline because it was the Capitol building, the place of government. So that's why it has such a huge political force behind it and they're trying to pin it on Trump. In my opinion, Trump is not liable for these actions in the in the regard that it turned into a riot. It nowhere did he say that it, it we should go storm the Capitol building. Let's break down the doors, let's break down the the windows and honestly, if that is what you think um, you are part of the problem and you are reading between the lines instead of just listening to what people are saying. I, I cannot 
I cannot imagine a reasonable human being who will listen to what that is. L- just read the words. Don't listen to it, because apparently people are so incredibly biased in our nation today that they, even the voice will trigger a certain response or, or a voice in their head that says, nah, he clearly meant go break down the windows and storm inside. No. It's 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 just it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous to come to that conclusion. But here we are. Here we are. And not to mention, we had the call for peace. He told them to go home, okay? Now sure he adds his whole his whole same spiel about, you know, we had an election and it was stolen from us and stuff like that. Okay. It's 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 whatever, okay? He he is going to say what he's going to say. That's the First Amendment, folks. You don't have to like it, but by God, do they have a right to say it, okay? And that's what makes this country great, is the freedom of speech. Is the freedom of speech. We're going to revert back to countries other than the United States where they don't have free speech and you get prosecuted and you get thrown in jail because you said something that the government didn't like. And that's not a place that I don't think any of us wants to live in. Because the moment you start to question the government, i.e. the president or Congress, you get thrown in jail in other countries or you die. So that is something that I think is very important that we remember and try and honor is the freedom of speech, the very First Amendment. But I think that we have covered enough. It wasn't going to be a very long podcast, uh, very short and sweet, just talking about, giving a little little viewpoint. If you've made it this far, I really do appreciate you. Um, I hope that this podcast kind of picks up pace here, have more guests on. I think the next episode of the podcast will be a guest featuring a guest. I don't know what. I don't know who. I don't know what the topic is going to be about, but I hope, hopefully it's going to be great. If you're not following on the Discord, that's a very good way of reaching me. Uh, it's a very good way of reaching the community. Please, by all means, go ahead and drop in there. Uh, go by the Twitch and everything like that. It's kind of interesting. And then truly, if you did make it this far, thank you. I do believe that you are a a case of people who are upholding the Constitution by listening to other opinions, listening to the facts, and formulating your own opinions about what's happening. Uh, I, I myself, I'm not tooting my own horn here, but I did do my own research going through different websites. As you, see, as you saw, I cited sites from CNN, as well as Fox, uh, as well as the New York Times. Um, I've cited those things kind of trying to gather information at, at, in its rawest form. And I think that's what we all need to do. We all need to start doing that. We are too reliant on reading a headline from any place and saying that is fact, that is how the world is. Going to on Instagram or Facebook, seeing a post and be like, yep, that's 100% true. We, it's our duty to ourselves to do that. And as you heard from the introduction we're dedicated to separating fact and opinion 
Um, I try to make it very clear when I'm talking about the facts, what we know, and then talking about the opinions and analysis, which is a different part of that uh, structure that I'm kind of developing. I hope that in the future we'll have a set schedule uh, to, uh, that you can rely on. So I'm like, oh, yes, uh, QCP comes out every Monday or whatnot. But that is all in the works, folks. I wish you all the best. And let's, let's get out of here. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.